Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Monday, August, <laughs> not August, far from it, January 8th. Second Monday of the month, which means we are joined by Chef Terry Tucker from Freedom Village. And it also means we have some recipes coming our way. Terry, good morning. Happy New Year to you, good sir. Good morning. Good. And we actually do call it Freedom Village there. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of a running joke. So. Uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's give everything right. Freedom Village. Yes. Over, you know. Columbia and and seventh, Columbia and sixth, you know, big complex and you know six one six eight two zero seventy four hundred for more information about how Freedom Village can help you in the golden years. But today we try to help you with your tummy with some yummy recipes, and we'll give you opportunity to get these recipes in hard copy. At the end of our segment, uh, leave you a chance to get it. You don't have to play a contest for it. Uh, let's go to work. Uh, Chef Terry, let's begin with the appetizers. And our first one is some low-fat blueberry cranberry bran muffins. You mix the two. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, this will make about 12 servings or one loaf of bread if you choose. Uh, we're going to start with one egg, a quarter cup of canola oil, quarter cup of white sugar or sugar substitute, one and a half cups of all-brand cereal, one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, an eighth teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of baking powder, one cup of skim milk, three-quarter cup of fresh cranberries, either halved or frozen, and one cup of fresh blueberries, or you can use frozen if you'd like. Uh, preheat oven to 350 degrees, and then we're going to gather our ingredients. We're going to spray our muffin pans and or line with pa uh, paper baking cups. And in a large mixing bowl, we're going to add one and a half cups of the brand cereal, as well as the one cup of skim milk. And we're going to let this stand for about three to five minutes just to soften the cereal up. Once the cereal is softened, we're going to add in one egg and a quarter cup of canola oil and mix that well. We're then going to add one and a half cups of flour, a quarter cup of sugar, one teaspoon of baking powder, and an eighth teaspoon of salt to the cereal mixture, and then stir this until combined. We can then add in our three-quarter cup of cranberries and our one cup of blueberries, and you want to fold this until just incorporated. Uh, just note that the frozen ones will bleed out the color a little bit into the mix if you stir it too much. And we want to place our batter in muffin cups and bake at 350 degrees for about 30 to 35 minutes or until golden brown on top and the toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean. Another um, recipe for a, an appetizer is a caramel pecan monkey bread, and it serves 20. We will start out with one and a quarter ounce package of active dry yeast quarter cup of water, about 110 degrees if possible, uh, one and a quarter cups of 2% milk, warmed to about 110 degrees, a third cup of butter, melted, a quarter cup of sugar, two eggs, one teaspoon of salt, and five cups of all-purpose flour. 
that's for the dough. For the caramel mixture, we're gonna do two thirds cup of brown sugar, packed, a quarter cup of butter, cubed, a quarter cup of heavy whipping cream. And then for the toppings and assembly, we're going to need three quarters cup of pecans, chopped, one cup of sugar, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and a half a cup of butter, melted. We wanna gather our ingredients, and in a large bowl, we're gonna dissolve a quarter ounce of yeast in a quarter cup of warm water. We're then gonna add in the one and a quarter cups of milk, a third cup of butter, a half or a quarter cup of sugar, two eggs, our teaspoon of salt, and our three cups of flour. We wanna beat this all on medium speed for about three minutes, and then we're gonna add enough remaining flour to form a firm dough. You wanna turn the dough out onto a floured surface, and you wanna knead it until smooth and elastic about six to eight minutes. And then you can place this in a greased bowl, turning once to coat and top with um, oil or grease. And you're gonna refrigerate this overnight covered. Uh, for the caramel, you're gonna, in a small saucepan, we're gonna bring two thirds cup of brown sugar, a quarter cup of butter, and a quarter cup of heavy cream to a boil. You wanna stir, or cook and stir for about three minutes and then you're gonna pour half of the mixture into a greased, fluted, 10-inch tube pan. Uh, you want then sprinkle 2 thirds cup of pecans over the caramel mixture. You wanna punch down the chilled dough and cut and shape into 40 small ball-shaped pieces. And in a shallow bowl, we're gonna combine a quarter cup of sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, and we're gonna place a half a cup of melted butter in another bowl. We're gonna dip each of the balls of dough into the butter and then roll in the cinnamon sugar mixture. And you wanna place 20 of these in a tube pan on top of the caramel and nuts. And then you wanna to top with the remaining caramel and nuts. And then top this again with the remaining 20-ish uh, balls. Uh, cover and let rise until doubled, about 45 minutes. And then you wanna preheat your oven to 350 degrees. And you want to bake this at 30 to 35 minutes until golden brown. And you can cover with foil loosely if the brown if the bread bread browns too quickly on top. And then you want to cool it about 10 minutes before inverting into a serving plate. And it serve it warm. Be careful that caramel will be hot. Yes, uh, not hot to touch, hot to the tongue. Please be. You have been cautioned. Let's not. Uh, Go and see, uh, you know, don't need to call Sam if you get burned. We have given you enough warnings. We continue our recipes with Chef Terry Tucker looking at a frittata with potatoes and spinach right. recipe for six servings. Right. We're going to start out with three teaspoons of olive oil divided, one small onion thinly sliced, one cup of red potatoes diced and pre-cooked, one tablespoon of fresh thyme, chopped, a half a teaspoon of smoked paprika, six large eggs, four large egg whites, a half a cup of Monterey Jack cheese, shredded, three cups of baby spinach, roughly chopped, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper. You want to gather your ingredients and heat two teaspoons of oil in a medium nonstick skillet over medium heat. We're then going to add the small sliced onion and cook this, stirring until translucent, about three to four minutes. We're going to then add in one cup of potatoes, one tablespoon of thyme, a 
and a half a teaspoon of smoked paprika, and then cook for two minutes more. And we're going to lightly whisk six eggs and four egg whites in a large bowl. We're going to gently stir the potato mixture into the eggs along with a half a cup of cheese, three cups of chopped spinach, our half a teaspoon of salt, and our half a teaspoon of black pepper until combined. And we're going to wipe the nonstick skillet clean, add the remaining one teaspoon of olive oil, and heat over medium heat. Pour in the egg mixture, cover and cook until the edges are set and the bottom is browned, about four to five minutes. Uh, it'll still be moist in the center. And then we're going to gently run our spatula around the sides of the egg mixture to loosen edges from the pan. And we're going to invert a large plate over the pan and flip the pan over to uh, turn out the frittata onto it. And then we're going to carefully slide the frittata back into the pan and finish cooking until completely set in the middle, about three to six minutes more. And you can serve this warm or cold. Our next recipe is a slow cooker chicken foe. It's, oh, yeah. it's for six servings. Correct. Uh, it is, starts with eight cups of low-sodium chicken broth, two tablespoons of light brown sugar, two tablespoons of fish sauce, uh, ten whole star anisette, uh, six whole cloves, one two-inch piece of fresh ginger peeled and thinly sliced, one cinnamon stick, two chicken breasts bone-in, skinless, and trimmed. Um, about two of them and about two and a half pounds total. Six ounces of wide rice noodles. Six cups of bok choy cabbage chopped. Two cups of mung bean sprouts. Two cups of fresh basil leaves. One cup of fresh mint leaves. One cup of fresh cilantro leaves. One fresh Thai chili or serrano pepper, thinly sliced and one lime cut into six wedges. You want to gather your ingredients, and we're going to combine eight cups of broth along with two tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of fish sauce, one, uh, one it said one, but it should be ten star anisette, six cloves, uh, one cinnamon stick, sliced ginger in a five to six quart slow cooker. We're going to then add in our chicken breast meat side down, and cover and cook on high for about four hours or low for eight hours if you choose. You want to transfer the chicken to a cutting board and remove the spices and discard. And then we're going to add in our six ounces of wide rice noodles and two cups of the bean sprouts into our slow cooker. Cover and cook on high for about 30 minutes. We're going to then remove the chicken from the bones and shred the meat with two forks. Uh, when the noodles are tender, we can stir in the shredded chicken. And we can then serve in large bowls uh, with bean sprouts, the basil, the mint, the cilantro, our sliced chili or serrano pepper, and our lime wedges all on the side. So guests can add their own toppings to their taste. Next up is a chili recipe. Now the question is, being a community chili, is it uh, a recipe from the community or a recipe for the community? It's both. four servings. Both. Okay. It works both ways. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one quart of tomato juice, nine ounces of tomato sauce, 15 ounces of diced tomato, two pounds of ground beef or turkey, ground turkey, uh, one medium onion, diced, three garlic cloves, minced, one tablespoon of dried oregano, two teaspoons of chili powder, 
quarter teaspoon of cumin, about a 10 to 12 ounce can of red beans drained, uh, half a teaspoon of salt, and one and a half teaspoons of sugar. You want to gather your ingredients in a large skillet or stock pot. We're going to brown off the two pounds of ground meat uh, with one chopped onion and three chopped garlic cloves. You want to drain off any fat and return the meat to the pan. We're then going to add in one quart of tomato juice, our 10 ounces of tomato sauce, our 15 ounces of diced tomatoes, one tablespoon of oregano, two teaspoons of chili powder, and a quarter teaspoon of cumin, as well as a half a teaspoon of salt and our one and a half teaspoons of sugar, all of this to the meat mixture. We want to bring this to a boil for one minute and then add in the 12 ounces of red beans and reduce the heat to medium. You want to simmer this for about 20 minutes to an hour, and you can serve this with sour cream and cheddar cheese, shredded cheddar if you'd like. Continuing our recipes with Chef Terry Tucker, our next one is a jacama or jicama, uh, orange coleslaw. Right. This is for eight servings. Uh, we're going to start out with a half a head of shredded cabbage, uh, one and a half cups of shredded carrots, one cup of shredded red cabbage, that's optional, two cups of jicama root, uh, peeled and cut into okay. small. Okay, okay, it's jicama. Jicama. <laughs> Fine. It, don't, don't call it how you will. <laughs> I, right. It's jicama. Tomato, like tomato. I'm going to have hiccups right now because of it. Go ahead. Uh, the jicama root peeled and cut into small matchsticks, a quarter cup of green onions, quarter inch sliced, uh, one five ounce can, a small can of mandarin oranges drained, two thirds cup of orange juice, two tablespoons of granulated sugar, oh sorry, three tablespoons of orange juice, two thirds cup of mayonnaise, that's what I missed in there, uh, one and a half tablespoons of lemon juice, one tablespoon of vinegar, and some fresh ground black pepper and salt to taste. We're going to gather your ingredients, and in a large bowl, we're going to combine our half a head of cabbage, our one and a half cups of carrots, our one cup of red cabbage, and our two cups of jicama root. And in a small bowl, we're going to combine three tablespoons of orange juice, as well as two-thirds cup of mayonnaise, two tablespoons of sugar, one and a half tablespoons of lemon juice, and one tablespoon of vinegar, as well as our black pepper and salt to taste. You want to toss the dressing over the coleslaw mix and then add in a quarter cup of green onion and our drained mandarin oranges. And you want to fold these gently in to combine all the ingredients. And you can serve this immediately or you can hold up to 24 hours for the salad to marinate. If you choose. And some say might be well to wait a little bit because then you get the full flavor. Right. Completely through. Uh, got time for maybe a couple more recipes before we need to take a break. Next one is a tangerine and roasted beet salad with feta and pistachios. Right, nice mixed green salad. Uh, this is for four servings. We're going to start out with two medium-sized beets trimmed, four cups of beet greens or char or shard chopped, uh, eight pixie tangerines or clementines, one tablespoon of sherry vinegar, a quarter teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one teaspoon of sea salt divided, uh, some fresh ground black pepper to taste, six teaspoons of olive oil divided, a quarter cup of feta cheese crumbled, and a quarter cup of unsalted pistachios toasted and coarsely chopped. You want to gather your ingredients and preheat your oven to 375 degrees. You want to scrub the beets well and then wrap in foil while still wet and place in a small baking pan. 
You want to bake this these until the tip of a knife uh, slips into the beast easily about one to one and a quarter hours and then let cool still wrapped for about 15 minutes then you're going to unwrap them and let them cool for about 10 minutes longer and then you can use a paper towel to uh, discard to rub the skins off and trim off the ends you can then slice the beets into wedges or slices however you choose and then rinse and drain four cups of beet greens or shard, uh, leaving a little water still clinging to them and set them aside. You want to grate half a teaspoon of lemon zest, uh, from, or the zest from one tangerine, sorry, and slice the ends off of all of the eight tangerines. And then slice off the peel and the white pith uh, following the curve of the fruit. Cut the fruit into segments or slices and set that aside. You then can combine a half a teaspoon of zest, as well as one tablespoon of sherry vinegar, a quarter teaspoon of Dijon, quarter teaspoon of salt, and our fresh ground black pepper to taste, all in a medium bowl. And you're gonna whisk in four, tables, or four teaspoons of olive oil, and then add the sliced beets and toss them to coat. You wanna let this stand for about 15 minutes. We're going to then heat the remaining two teaspoons of oil in a large nonstick skillet over medium heat. We're going to add the greens and the remaining quarter teaspoon of salt. We're going to cook gently, stirring until just wilted about two to three minutes. And then you can divide the greens among four plates and top with the beets, the fruit, the feta cheese, and the pistachios. And then you can drizzle with any remaining dressing over top. Chef Terry, let's continue our recipes with a winter fruit salad with a lemon poppy seed dressing. This is for 12 servings. <clears throat> We're going to start out with a half a cup of white sugar or sugar substitute, a half a cup of lemon juice, two teaspoons of diced onions, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, a half a teaspoon of salt, optional, two-thirds cup of canola oil, one tablespoon of poppy seeds, uh, we can start with one head of romaine lettuce, washed, dried, and cut into bite-sized pieces. Four ounces of shredded Swiss cheese or Monterey Jack cheese. One cup of cashews. A quarter cup of dried cranberries. One gala or Fuji apple, peeled, cored, and diced. And one Bartlett or Dianjou pear, diced. Uh, we're going to gather ingredients and in a blender we're gonna, or food processor, we're going to combine a half a cup of sugar, a half a cup of lemon juice, two teaspoons of onions, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, and our salt if desired. Process this until well blended. And while the machine is running, we're going to add two-thirds cup of oil in a slow, steady stream until combined and mixture is thick and smooth. We're then going to add our poppy seeds and process just a few seconds more to combine and set those aside. Uh, in a large serving bowl, we're going to combine the romaine lettuce, our four ounces of shredded cheese, one cup of cashews, a quarter cup of dried cranberries, the diced apple, and the diced pear. We're going to toss this mix uh, uh, into these ingredients and then pour over the lemon poppy seed dressing over and toss to coat the salad with the dressing. Now, we didn't forget about putting any major entree dishes on our recipe list today. Let's talk about a roast pork loin. All right. Uh, five servings on this. We're going to start with two pounds of roast, a boneless pork loin roast, three garlic cloves, minced, one tablespoon of rosemary, dried, 
uh, some salt and black pepper to taste, a quarter cup of olive oil, and a half a cup of white wine. We're going to gather ingredients and preheat our oven to 325 degrees. And in a small bowl, we're going to crush the three cloves of garlic as, long as, as well as one tablespoon of rosemary, our salt and pep pepper to make um, a paste. We're going to then pierce the two-pound pork roast with a sharp knife in several places and smear the paste over the openings and into the openings. Uh, rub and remain mixture over the entire outside of the roast. And we're going to place our pork roast in a greased roasting baking dish and put into a 325-degree oven. We're going to roast the pork for about one hour, turning and basting pork about every 10 minutes um, after the first half hour of cooking. Then when the pork loin is done, uh, when it is no longer in the pink in the center and the thermometer inserted in the center reads 145 degrees or higher. Uh, we want to remove the roast to a serving platter and let rest. And using the roasting pan, we're going to heat the wine in the bottom of the pan and stir to loosen any browned bits from the pan. And then you can serve the pork roast with any of the pan juices and a rum raisin sauce that I did last month, if you prefer. We do have time to get to a dessert recipe. And uh, let's uh, do something that some of you might like. I do not like coconut. I will not eat coconut, but you might. Some soft coconut macaroons. All right, this is for 36 cookies. We're going to start out with a quarter cup of all-purpose flour, two-thirds cup of sugar, a quarter teaspoon of salt, two and two-thirds cup of sweetened flaked coconut, four egg whites, one teaspoon of almond extract, and one cup of almonds chopped. We're going to gather our ingredients and preheat our oven to 325 degrees. And in a large mixing bowl, we're going to combine a quarter cup of flour, two-thirds cup of sugar, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and two to two-thirds cups of coconut. We're going to add our egg whites and one teaspoon of almond extract to that. And then we're going to add in the cup of sliced almonds and mix this all well. We want to drop this by teaspoonfuls of mix onto a greased or parchment-lined baking sheet and bake for about 20 minutes at 325 degrees or until nice and golden brown. Recapping the recipes that we have passed along today for low-fat blueberry cranberry bran muffins, a caramel pecan monkey bread, frittata with potatoes and spinach, a slow cooker chicken foe, a community chili, jicama orange coleslaw, tangerine and roasted beet salad with feta and pistachios, Winter fruit salad with lemon poppy seed dressing, a roast pork loin, and soft coconut macaroons. If you want hard copies of these recipes, and there are some others, uh, three more that we could not get to, and because of our time limitations, you can call Freedom Village at 616-820-7400, 616-820-7400, and ask for Trinity in Marketing. Again, ask for Trinity in marketing. Chef Terry Tucker, as always, thank you very much for passing along these recipes. We wish you and everybody at Evergreen uh, at uh, Freedom Village the best, as I always mix my two fine facilities up. And you're not mixed up, and please don't be mixed up like me. Uh, if all goes well, we'll do this all again next month. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chef Terry Tucker of Freedom Village here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News with Deborah Rodriguez straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. 
We'll have the Hope College Report with Greg Olgers, Brian Spencer's What's New Ron Holland in the next hour, as well as State House Representative Nancy DeBoer on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.